0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle
0: Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: Well, happy Friday, guys. How y'all doing today? Oh, man, it's
0: a beautiful Friday. Happy Friday to you. Fantastic Friday. Today is a really special day. It special is a really special, special day. Too. It is a really special day. It's, it's, well, it's special for everybody I, who's been listening to. Tech I'm going to say
1: it's special for all of our listeners all who uh, of,
0: encourage us. Absolutely, for the faithful listeners who've been with us from the beginning, for the folks who started today. This is a fantastic. I'm excited. This is season four. We are now right at this moment recording episode 900. The Ooh. 900th episode. Oh, 900 episodes. What's
1: our giveaway?
0: <laughs> the gospel. <laughs> Oh, Oh. (laughs) because it's Friday and it's always good Friday on text talk. And so we're going to talk about Psalm 100 and we're going to look for Jesus in Psalm 100. That's what we do here on Fridays. That's right. In the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what I've forgotten to do? We've actually determined people have asked us. We've actually figured out what season five is going to be if the Lord wills. Yeah. And we continue on into September as we move into a new school year and we start kind of a new New Year plan of Bible reading at the Livingston Congregation, our Season 5 reading is going to be the writings of John. Yes. So we're going to read through the Gospel according to John. We're going to read his three letters, and then we're going to read the book of Revelation. Yeah. And right now the plan is to do this exactly the way we've done it before, where we take one chapter every week. Mm Mm-hmm. And we read it every day of the week. I'm sure we will continue our paths of righteousness, praise, admonition, trust, hope, sharing, uh, as we try to help people meditate on different yeah. things from those passages. And then we'll come in here and we'll talk about them. I will tell you, here's what that means. Now, that there's only 50 chapters in that reading. So what that does mean is that allows us to take season four an extra week. We will finish book four of the Psalms and go all the way to Psalm 106. It also will mean that if the Lord wills and we get to do a season six, we'll actually start that one a week early and finish the Psalms in season six if the good Lord wills that we do that people are still listening. (laughs) So here we are. How many episodes would that be? I don't know, but way past 900 at that point.
1: But what we're doing is we're just thankful for this one, right? Thankful for today. Thankful Mm -hmm. for episode 900. Yeah, probably taking it. Thankful for all of our friends at Livingston who make this possible. This podcast is free of charge and available because of their generosity. Yes. It's a great encouraging work of the church there and for everyone that listens, rates it, reviews it, shares it so people can find text Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Here we are. We're going to continue in psalm 100 wrapping that up today i'm going to read from the american literary version a psalm of thanksgiving make a joyful noise unto yahweh all the earth serve yahweh with gladness come before his presence with singing know that yahweh he is god it is he who has made us and we are his we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise give thanks to him and bless his name for yahweh is good his loving kindness endures forever forever and his faithfulness unto all generations. All right. All generations, enduring forever. So, finding Jesus in Psalm 100. Uh, Colin, I have, uh, you know, as every week, tended to dominate the microphone and sometimes not given space for others to speak. I am told when the microphones are off, I do that. So, uh, I'm just going to kick off right now and uh, say, Colin. What do you see about Jesus yeah. here in Psalm one where, hundred? How does it lead you to Jesus? Yeah. Well, I was gonna
1: say it's it's okay. I'm okay to hear you talk all the time. I have no worries about that. <laughs> yeah, but, I,
0: you're you're not the one who brings it up while the microphones yeah, are. Yeah,
1: I won't say who it is. <laughs> but. You mean the quality control department? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I you know, verse three. You know, I talked about it a little bit. I think it was Tuesday. We talked about um, we are His people, and you know, we are the sheep. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jesus. I see Jesus in verse 3. We sees that in um, John 10, verse 11, where he tells us that he is the good shepherd. Okay. Um, we are the sheep of Jesus' pasture. Now, only if we listen to his voice, though. Mm. Good point. Well, now that is something you bring up there, Colin, because in John 10, he talks about an ability of the sheep to
0: discern, to know yeah. the voice of their shepherd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me piggyback on that. I that's That's exactly what I'm seeing here in this psalm as well. And it makes me think... Bingo card, Psalm 23. Uh, So Mm. many many take us back. It takes us back to Psalm 1, Psalm 2, and also to Psalm 23. I mean, all these. All these Psalms that bring up sheep and shepherds and pasture uh, remind us of that shepherd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Mm. Uh, as it just talks about the benefits and the blessings of letting God, letting Yahweh be the shepherd. And Jesus, of course, is the Lord. He is Yahweh. He is incarnate God and he is the good shepherd And that entire strand of teaching throughout all of the Old Testament about sheep and shepherds. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly about sheep and shepherds in the Old Testament. And Jesus is bringing all that to bear. He is condemning the bad shepherds, the thieves, uh, the hired hands, and he sets himself up. He is the good shepherd, the son of David, that God is giving to collect and gather his people to heal and to bind. And here's the great thing, the great thing. Psalm 23, as a shepherd psalm, doesn't just apply to David. Mm -hmm. It applies to you, Colin. Mm -hmm. It applies to you, Andrew. It applies to me. When we are, as you said, Colin, listening to his voice, when we listen to his voice, he is our shepherd, which gets us back to what we commented on earlier in the week. He gets to tell us what to do. And if we're not listening to his voice and what he says, let's not call him our shepherd. Uh, Well, yeah,
1: there's some integrity about that. Uh, We have to allow his rod and his staff to guide us, guard us, protect us. So one of the places where I see, um, that was an awkward transition, but that's never happened on textbook before. Never. Never. So uh, the statement in Psalm 100 and verse three, know that the Lord is. He is God. He yes. is God. And that is such a powerful statement about the identity of Jesus Christ, that when we confess he is Lord, uh, we need to appreciate that we're saying the Lord, he is God. Mm-hmm. All right? Yahweh, he is Elohim, but Jesus is Yahweh. Yes. And that is a big Big deal. Big deal. Uh, That was what the apostles were preaching and trying to persuade people to believe that here is God. The word has become flesh and dwelt among us and the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him. But in Acts chapter two and verse 36, uh, know that this Jesus whom you have crucified Jesus, God has made him both Lord and Christ, Lord and Christ. And they needed to accept that. They needed to trust that and so respond in their uh, repentance and in their baptism. In Romans chapter 10 and verse number nine, Romans 10 and verse number nine, the scripture says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So when I confess that Jesus is Lord, I'm saying that Jesus is God, fully God. I'm not saying that Jesus is a lesser God in a pantheon of gods. Mm-mm. and I'm not saying that Jesus is a created being. Okay, some type of phantom. I'm not saying that he's a lesser spirit, whether you want to call him the you know, the first place angel or something like this. Not I'm saying all. he is fully God,
0: fully God, fully man, Lord in Christ. Absolutely the truth about Jesus there, which, of course, brings us to a very difficult topic here on a Friday when we're probably all wore out and exhausted uh-huh. as we're going to talk Trinity. Yeah. I mean, let's just face it. It is a tough topic for us to grasp. And one of the biggest problems we have as we try to deal with father, son and spirit, which are demonstrated in Scripture as father is God. Son is God, Spirit is God. is God. We yes. can walk through passages that demonstrate that. And yet, Father is distinct from the Spirit, mm-hmm. and the Spirit is distinct from the Son, mm-hmm. and the Son is distinct from the Father. These are uh, the term that often gets used as persons yes. in the Godhead, yes, Godhead. A, a trinity, a triunity. And for millennia now, as as those who have studied the New Testament recognize that's the truth, that's what we have— they try to come up with illustrations. Oh, it's, it's like a three-leaf clover. Oh, it's like the sun. Oh, it's like... The problem is anytime you look at those illustrations, there's a point at which they all break down and actually teach something false mm. about God. Jesus is not a part of God like the yolk is a part of an egg. Yeah. All right. Because he's fully God. Yeah. And Jesus is not a a, a mode of God Mm. like the light is a mode of the sun. And Mm -hmm. all of these things end up teaching errors about the relationship of God. In fact, I think what we need to understand is that God is so unique. There's simply not an earthly illustration (laughs) of this nature of God. Which goes back to that holiness, right? He is so apart. Back to Psalm 99, the separate, the transcendence. Mm -hmm. And while I cannot give you an illustration of God, I think I can give you an illustration of the trouble we have trying to understand this. Mm. And this is something I, I, years and years and years ago, I read a book called flatland which is not about god it's about math it's about geometry Mm -hmm. but there's a thing that happens in the story part of that book that i think this is the perfect illustration of the trouble we have as finite Mm -hmm. earthly limited beings understanding god who presents himself as father son and spirit and yet one and in in flatland the story is of a two-dimensional plane to, and it's hard for us to even fathom two dimensions. The best we can do is maybe look at this piece of paper I'm holding up. Even it technically is three dimensions, but it's so thin we might be able to see it as two dimensions. Yeah. And and in this two-dimensional plane, you have squares and you have circles and you have dots and you have lines and you have line segments and you have angles. But as they interact with one another, looking along that, there's no height. There's no height. Yeah. All they actually see of one another is line segments. Yeah. You know they they don't get since they can't see from above they don't see circle or square or rectangle so try to imagine that in your mind then imagine a three dimensional object intersects that plane a cube intersects that plane so like if you took a, a cube and pushed it down through this paper all right just imagine that was happening or yeah if we had video you could see Andrew shoving a pin through a piece of paper imagine that. And then this cube. That's been in
1: so many movies to try to explain how you travel through the solar system.
0: Oh, the we're not talking about that. We're not <laughs> no, talking about know, that. We're not, we're not. We're not talking about that. I'm just, so imagine a cube coming into this two-dimensional. What would the people in the two, or the objects in the two-dimensional plane see? They would actually still just see a line segment. Mm-hmm. Now they might be able to go around it and recognize some angle. But then imagine the cube tries to explain to him what he actually is. Mm-hmm. And he says, I mean, I'm actually a million squares stacked on top of each other wait, are you one thing or are you a million things? And they say, what, what do you mean by stacked on top of? I don't understand on top of. Yeah. We don't have on top of here. I don't even know what those words mean. And so then he says, no, 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 wait. Okay, here's what I am. I am six squares at perpendicular angles, pieced together. So, wait, are you one cube or are you six squares? I don't quite understand how that works. And what do you mean angled together and angled up? And so yeah. as, as the cube is trying... so. Th- Look, the cube is not an illustration of how God works. I'm not saying that. What we find here is an illustration of we have God who is in, for lack of a better term, ex- resides in a dimensional existence that we do not understand or experience, trying to use our language To give us some sense of his existence and his nature and what that has come to us as as one Yahweh one true and living God not polytheism Mm -hmm. not lots of different gods Mm -hmm. no he is one God but he is God in three persons there is father son and spirit and we find that And, and that's that's what we see here. But back and, and, you know, look, I get it. It's Friday. We're exhausted. I hope you didn't fall asleep in that explanation. If you did, rewind it and listen to it again. But get out a piece of paper and draw along, <laughs> yeah, draw along. But I, I'll tell you what back to the simple part, what Andrew said, what you said earlier, Andrew, Jesus is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. He's not a mode of Yahweh. No. He's not a form of Yahweh. He's not a part of Yahweh. And,
1: and, and that was the
0: proposition. And that's why it was so controversial. Yes, he is Yahweh. Yeah. He is Yahweh, as the Father is Yahweh, as the Spirit is Yahweh. That's our Savior. That's our King. On the cross was not a part of God, was not a mode of God, was not a form of God, was not a God among gods. What was on the cross, who was on the cross, is God in the flesh. That's our Savior. That's our Shepherd, as you brought up, Colin. And what an amazing, amazing Savior we have. I think we need to wrap up in prayer. Our great God and Father.
1: Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for hearing our prayers today. We thank you, Father, for the fullness of the Godhead and how, Father, it has all worked in your great plan, Father, to redeem us, to make us your people and the sheep of your pasture. We confess that Jesus is our Lord, our Savior, the risen Christ, and we want to bring glory and honor to him this day and to share the good news of his victory over all enemies, over sin and death and the devil with the people that we meet. Lord, uh, we offer great, great thanksgiving for Christ and the salvation in Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode, you can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at Occupeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along.